There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Someone else is the captain of hosts in his stead, yet the king is shown in grace. In verse 5 of chapter 18, the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man, even with Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave all the captains charge, again, what? Concerning Absalom. He has the command. He's received grace. He has instruction. Dave has been merciful to him. But he's been removed as the captain of the host. He's lied. He's deceived. In chapter 18, explain what happens here, not read a great amount of this. But simply in verse 14, then said Job, I may not carry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. He's offered a reward for a young man to slay Absalom. That means that I will not touch the Lord's anointing. I will not touch. We were there. The king said, don't touch that young man. And Joab said, I'll take it upon myself. He took those three darts as Absalom hung in that oak and he thrust them through. Then his servants, the ten young men, compassed about with that good strong word and smote Absalom. And slew him. Joab's gone against the king that showed him grace. Joab's gone against the king that could have slain him. <coughs> Joab's slain the king's son, hanging in an oak. How would you feel if someone killed your son, let alone when you had commanded them explicitly, knowing your bloody past? And they slew your son in innocency. They run to give David the tidings. Joab sends a man. Hiamaz goes, and of course, it's a race at this time. He has no words in his mouth. And then Cushai comes, and Cushai has a message, and he tells David that all the king's enemies should be as that young man. Absalom and David weeps. He cries, oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee, oh, Absalom, my son, my son. In verse 1 of chapter 19, he was told Joab, behold, the king weepeth and mourneth for Absalom. And victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. 2 Samuel chapter 20, verse 7 
They went out after him, Joab's men, the Cherethites and the Pelethites and all the mighty men. They went out of Jerusalem to pursue after Sheba, the son of Vishri. Was he Vickery? Excuse me, Vickery there. My eyes are getting really bad. When they were at a great stone, which was in Gibeah, and Amasa went before them, and Joab's garment that he had put on girded unto him, and upon it was a girdle with a sword fastened upon his loins and the sheath thereof. And as he went forth, it fell out, and Joab said to Amasa, Art thou in health, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard, the right hand, to kiss him, but Amasa took no heed of the sword that was in Joab's hand. So he smote him therewith in the fifth rib and shed out his bowels to the ground and struck him not again, and he died. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, pursued after Sheba, the son of Bichri. Chapter 24, 2 Samuel, verse 2. We see a pattern again in the life of Joab. For the king said to Joab, the captain of the host, which was with him, Going out through all the tribes of Israel from Dan even to Beersheba and number ye the people that I may know the number of the people. And Joab said to the king, Now the Lord thy God add unto thy people how many soever they be and hundredfold that the eyes of my Lord the king may see it. But why doth my Lord the king delight in this thing? Notwithstanding the king's word prevailed against Joab. Joab's trying to even keep the king from folly. God's forbidden David to number the people. And he tells Joab, go number the people. And Joab tries to plead with him. What a contrast. A cold-blooded murderer. But he loves David. He deceives David, who shows him grace. He murders his son. But then he tries to keep David from disobeying God. What confusion. What a contrast. But then the Lord tells us this in 1 Kings chapter 1. And verse 7. Adonijah is desirous to be king. And look in verse 7 who he confers with. And he conferred with Joab the son of Zariah and with Abiathar the priest. And they followed Adonijah. They followed Adonijah helped him. They helped him. After all he's been through with David, when Adonijah takes the throne, he helps him. He turns against David. The Word of God tells us this. Let me find the right verse. I don't want to sit here and try to flounder. I just read this just recently. But in the context of what it speaks here, he's turned against him in the days of Adonijah, but he did not turn against him in the days of Absalom. He supported David in Absalom, and yet he turns against him in David's days when his next son has turned against him. What confusion. What ungratefulness. But you know what he's done? He's lived with David. And he's fought with David. And David has honored him as one of his warriors. And David has sought his counsel. David has sought his wisdom. David has sent him to the battle. But then when Adonijah becomes king, Joab sees brighter days. 
And he turns against David. In verse 41, And Adonijah and all the guests who were with him heard, in as they had made an end of eating. And when Joab heard the sound of the trumpet, he said, Wherefore is this noise of the city being in an uproar? And while he yet spake, behold, Jonathan, the son of Abiathar, the priest, came. And Adonijah said unto him, Come in, for thou art a valiant man, and bringest good tidings. And Jonathan answered and said to Adonijah, Verily our Lord King David hath made Solomon king. They chose the wrong side. David goes and anoints his son Solomon to be king. And Adonijah has ascended the throne of his own will. And Joab has gone with him. In 1 Kings chapter 2. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon his son saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong therefore. And show thyself a man. I want you to notice we've been in this chapter before. David tells Solomon concerning Shimei. To do with him. But not to acquit him. We see in verse 5 in the same chapter. Moreover thou knowest also what Joab the son of Zariah did to me. And what he did to the two captains of the hosts of Israel. Unto Abner the son of Ner, and unto Amasa the son of Jether, whom he slew, and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins, and in his shoes that were on his feet. Verse 50. Chapter 1. I'm in the wrong place. Excuse me, I got the wrong, wrong verse there. Let me, I, I, excuse me, let me go back to the word chapter 2. Go to the same place we just were at. He says, Do therefore according to thy wisdom, in verse 6, let not his whore head go down to the grave in peace. Speaking of Joab. But show kindness unto the sons of Marzali, the Gileadite. Let them be of those that eat at thy table. So they came to me when I fled because of Absalom, thy brother. And then he goes on and tells them of Shimei. He tells them of what will take place with Shimei. And I want you to notice that in verse 50 of 1 Kings, and Adonijah feared because of Solomon, and arose and went and caught hold on the horns of the altar. And it was told Solomon. Nothing avoids the eyes of the king. The king knows what's going on in his land. His own brother's gone and got a hold of the horns of the altar. He was told Solomon, saying, Behold, Adonijah feareth King Solomon, for lo, he hath caught hold on the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon swear unto me today that he will not slay his servant with the sword. And Solomon said, If he will show himself a worthy man, Thus shall not an hair of him fall to the earth, but if wickedness shall be found in him, he shall die. So King Solomon sent, and they brought him down from the altar, and he came and bowed himself to King Solomon. And Solomon said unto him, Go to thine house. Again, chapter 2 and verse 13. 
And Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon. And she said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. He said, Moreover, I have something what to say to thee. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and all the Israel set their faces on me, that I should reign. How be it? The kingdom is turned about, has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee, deny me not. And she said unto him, say on. And he said, speak, I pray thee, unto Solomon the king. For he will not say thee nay, that he give me Abishag, the Shunammite, to wife. His father David is dead. And he asked Solomon, I mean, how, or he asked Bathsheba to go and retrieve this woman from Solomon to be my wife. I want you to notice this. In verse 22, Solomon answered and said to his mother, Why dost thou ask Abishag to shoot him, my friend? And Adonijah asked for him the kingdom also. For he is mine elder brother, even for him and for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeriah. Then King Solomon sware by the Lord, saying, God do so to me and more also, if Adonijah hath not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore, as the Lord liveth, which hath established me and set me on the throne of David, my father, and with made me in house, as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death this day. And King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehodiah, and he fell upon him, that he died. Adonijah's dead. And by the way, he deserved to die. Solomon had shown him mercy. But it meant nothing to him. Shimei is dead. David had showed him mercy. Then Solomon showed him mercy. But you know what? It meant nothing to him. Verse 28. Then tidings came to Joab. For Joab had turned after Adonijah. There's the verse I was looking for earlier. Though he turned not after Absalom. And Joab fled into the tabernacle of the Lord. And notice this. And caught hold on the horns of the altar. It worked for Adonijah. Maybe it'll work for me. Solomon knows I turned against him. Because I turned against his father David. His brother got the horns of the altar and he showed him mercy. Let me go get the horns of the altar. And in verse 29, again, nothing's hidden. It was told King Solomon that Joab was fled into the tabernacle of the Lord. And behold, he is by the altar. Then Solomon said, Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go fall upon him. <coughs> Benaiah came to the tabernacle of the Lord and said unto him, Thus saith the king, Come forth. And he said, Nay, but I will die here. And I brought the word, king word again, saying, Thus said Joab, and thus he answered me. And the king said unto him, Do as he hath said, and fall upon him, and bury him, that thou mayest take away the innocent blood, which Joab shed for me and from the house of my father. And the Lord shall return his blood upon his own head, who fell upon two men more righteous and better than he, and slew them with the sword, my father David not knowing thereof to wit. Abner the son of Ner, captain of the host of Israel, and Abishah the son of Jether, captain of the host of Judah. Their blood shall therefore return upon the head of Job, of Jobah, Joab, and upon the head of his seed forever. But upon David, upon his seed, and upon his house, and upon his throne shall be peace forever from the Lord. So Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and fell upon him. 
and slew him. He was buried in his own house in the wilderness. Three characters, three stories, the same ending. But I want you to notice this pattern tonight. The king showed each one of them mercy in wrath. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.